Welcome to the Sideshow Podcast. Woo-hoo! Justin and Michelle <laughs> pulling it off again. I'm punchy. You're pu- why are you punchy? Because I'm tired. Why are you tired? Because it's Sunday and I <laughs> I stayed up last night to watch a bunch of episodes of a show that I'm binging right now. I uh, I almost, I'm a big fan of Westworld World right now. Mm-hmm. I hear it's really good. It is a good show. And uh, it, it, it's it's experiencing a little bit. I think every show has a second season kind of dip for mm-hmm. some reason. Like, because if you if you crush the first season, it's really hard to come back with the same intensity and, right. and creativity. And uh, and no matter. And I I'm not that guy who gets super angry at TV shows, really. But um, <laughs> so I was. It's funny because I I think I've hit an age where I will get to that. It's ten o'clock, right? Ten twenty ish. I think we watched. Uh, my wife has to watch things that are funny has to watch things that are funny i'm usually like that too there's a few dramas that i'll watch you know or like i don't like horror things but there are a few dramas that i'll watch the americans is one of them but i do generally like really funny stuff because like what's the point of watching tv if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna laugh i get that but my point is is that why is it that it has to be funny because finding something that is funny for one person all the time is so it's, hard. It is. My wife has found a way to throw it back in my face that I drive the remote. <laughs> because now it's not just about I get to pick what I want to watch, but there's also a certain onus, a responsibility right. that I have, a to burden find, I carry. You have to find I have, things. Yes, because she doesn't know anything that's out there. Right. So I, when you find a Westworld or, or a Game of Thrones. She won't watch it. She won't watch she it. She won't watch it. has to be funny. Has well, to see, be- that was that was me, too. Until And then what I've found happens, especially in the case of Game of Thrones, which I'm totally obsessed with now, is that it took me... It took my husband telling me, you have to watch a couple of episodes. Like, you must watch, even if I would fight it. I'm not watching. I'm not, it's too violent. It's too this, it's too that. He's like, just trust me. Watch like two more episodes and then you'll be hooked. And he was right. So then, and then I would find those, you know, things that would totally get me hooked. Yeah. Cause I've seen, we've had dramas that we, we were, before we had kids, we were way into 24. We also got mm-hmm. into Alias uh, before Alias. we had kids. I, I, Westworld, I don't think is her jam. But I did sneak in an evil genius on Netflix. Oh, my God. That? That's so amazing. Yeah, it's really good. So well, because I... that was one of those things where at the end, even at the end of it, because it's only four episodes. Yeah. But even at the end of it, you're just going, what the fuck? Yeah. Like it just you, you look at it and you just go, I just sat here and watched four episodes of something that really hasn't isn't explained anything more yeah. than the beginning. But it was completely fascinating to watch. It was. It was great. It was awesome. It was great. So, yeah. So we watched Ali Wong's. Uh-huh. Uh, Netflix specials. If you haven't seen that, I oh, recommend it. Oh, isn't she on? Uh, she is on the American, American Housewife, oh, which, which is my kid's favorite sitcom. I love the chick that's on American Housewife. Uh, it was Katie Mixon or yes. Mixon or something like that? She's, I want to say she's hilarious. She's very funny, and Ali Wong is hilarious and too. supremely pregnant. Yeah, I, I I I really enjoyed. If you don't mind a four foot two uh, foul mouthed Asian woman <laughs> who will occasionally flash. Lift her skirt and flash her underwear like it's it's jawing like really like, whoa she's lifting her underwear and I, I I her skirt and I see her underwear but she is some she is some very well executed crass humor so point is we watched that and then I was about to go to uh, my wife goes to bed I'm like oh well I don't really feel tired right I mean I got to get up do I'll do the podcast with Michelle in the morning but I think I'm gonna watch Westworld now because I I'm t- by myself I'm like this is great uh, and then I I just. Pushed out. I totally. I was like, I'm gonna go to sleep. I just went to bed. Well, I need rest. I guess. I'm, I'm getting. I don't know where, how it really. I just. 
I gave up uh, and, and caved in. Well, Westworld for me, I watched a couple episodes. I haven't gotten totally into it yet. I kind of see the allure of it. But for me, it's too confusing. Like, it's confusing to follow. Mm. Like, the whole computers and you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to give the show away. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's but why I'm laughing. It's sort of <laughs> you know, confusing to, to follow who's who and what's what. Unless you're really thinking. And sometimes when I'm watching TV, I, I don't want to think. I think that's the fun of those kinds of shows. Probably. I don't know if this is. I want to say it is. It might be another J.J. Abrams thing. But I that seems so. to be his. His thing. Yeah, that's what he. That's his M. Night Shyamalan twist. He <laughs> he, he he makes a show that makes you go, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but you're but I can't stop yeah. watching it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, I was I've been obsessed with the Americans. I've watched the, the Americans. If you don't know, is a show on FX. It stars uh, Carrie Russell from Felicity and uh, Matthew Reese, who is one of those guys where he's you don't Uh-oh. think he's really good looking. Oh, boy. But then sometimes he is good looking. <laughs> like it's, it's one of those things where you just go, oh, well, OK. He's a male ingenue. How, what do you mean sometimes <laughs> but he's good real, looking? It's, it's a really, really good show. And, and the premise of the show is that they're this couple. It's set in the 80s, late 70s, early like 80s. Like Cold War. And right. co- yeah, in the era where you know U.S. and Russia and the tensions are all weird and stuff, so they are um, posing as an American couple, and you know they so they speak English. They're they're just they look like your typical American family. Oh, Michelle. So what? How many seasons are you into the show now? Okay, so there's six seasons total, and I I watched before uh, last week. I had watched uh, seasons one through four, and I was oh, always yeah. I was you know. Kind of, I, I didn't know that season five and I didn't know season six was going to be the final season. So I had just started watching season five. I had just started getting into it on Netflix. And then everybody starts talking about how the finale is coming up soon. So I'm like, oh shit, I got to watch the rest of this because otherwise somebody's going to ruin it for me. So I binge watched all of season five. And then I think I was three quarters of the way through season five. And so yesterday, between, I would say, 2 p.m. and midnight. Yeah, I was watching. I just couldn't stop watching. And for the first couple of hours, I was productive, like I was folding laundry while I was watching. Or but then the last several hours was just me, my lazy ass, sitting on the couch, going through the show. Now it's a really dramatic show. It's not a funny show. It's a dramatic show, and they have these long um, portions of the show that have really no dialogue. Like sometimes you'll just it, it'll they'll be playing a song. They have a really great soundtrack on these uh, episodes, by the way. So they'll be playing the song, and you'll see them doing something, or you'll see them going through and you know doing their spy stuff, you know, <laughs> <laughs> where they're trying to get access to something. And but but there'll be these long stretches where there's absolutely no dialogue, and it's just about watching it. And it's sometimes it's dark, and it's it's weird how that like I'll watch it. Even though, because for me, I'm I'm the kind of person who needs dialogue. Like, there's got to be a consistent dialogue. That's why I like The Office so much, because it was so, <laughs> there was so much dialogue. So it's weird that I'm attracted to the show, but it's such a well-written show and a very, very good show. And now I'm about four episodes from the end. So I'll probably have to watch the rest of these oh, four episodes today. Me. Because I hear the finale is amazing. Like, some people are saying the finale is the best finale in television. Really? Yeah. So it. it so I'm. And you so far have not had it spoiled. I have not had it spoiled yet. No. All right, well, you hooked me. 
All right, so now I was hoping that you would be on season one and I could quickly catch up to you. No. But no, there's no way. It's going to take me weeks to get it's gonna take through you. five seasons. Five seasons, and I think there's 20 episodes. And the episodes sixth season has already happened, and is the sixth season on Netflix already? The, se- the sixth season is on Netflix already, up till okay. the season finale. There's only 10 episodes in the sixth season. All right. The rest of the seasons are a little more than but you that. can't get the finale on Netflix yet? You can. Oh, yeah. Okay. Up, like, so you, you can pay watch the whole show it. now. Yeah, you have to pay for it. But what do you mean pay like for it on Netflix? I think you're getting Netflix and Amazon mixed up then no you sure no how do you have to pay oh, and maybe for it was amazon sorry yeah, i think it's amazon yeah sorry it's, no, amazon. it's all right you're but yeah no because sometimes what will happen on amazon is is an fx show will be out yeah. and if, it, if it's in the middle of that season then you have to pay for the season mm-hmm. but when if you wait like if i would have waited three weeks i probably wouldn't have had to pay for it which i think is a great way to watch tv i mean where, yes. where do you come down on this would you would you pay if there's a show that you really like, would you pay $30 a season just to be able to buy the show, no commercials, nothing, and binge it? Or would, would you pay. rather pay $100 a month for cable to be able to put it on a DVR? Um, I would rather pay the 30 bucks. Right? Yeah. That's I would a- rather pay for it. Because in most cases, with most shows, I'll wait until it's free on Netflix. This one, I just don't, I can't wait for right. it. Like, I just got to see but it. But it's perfect. Yeah, you get so what you gonna- want gonna you know just i just bought it so i love it yeah it's gonna be so i'll have to watch the rest of it today so i wanted to bring up the fact that uh my husband and i saw deadpool oh yes okay so we made and you've seen the original yes and let me thoughts on that let me explain okay the first (laughs) the first time i heard about deadpool uh we didn't go see it in the theater my husband wanted to i i saw the previews for it and i was just like why i don't know it just didn't interest me at the time like I because just thought, it's too vulgar, or you thought it seemed too cartoony, or I just it just looked ridiculous to yeah. me. So I didn't. So we didn't go see it in the theater. We ended up watching it at home after it was released, you know. And the first time I saw it, I really wasn't into it. Like the first, what this is the weirdest thing because I curse. Yeah, I use I talk. You know, I mean, I'm I'm kind of vulgar sometimes when yeah. I speak. So I think what what bothered me in the movie at first is that it was all thrown in my face, like right there, like the vulgarity, the sexual, you know, stuff, and which I have no problem right. with. But for some reason, you just don't want your nose rubbed in it, right? For some reason, it was it was yeah, it was literally rubbing your nose and that stuff. So it it was it took me. I was aghast, I guess I would say, because <laughs> I, I was going, oh, my God, they put, oh, my God, they're doing that in a movie. What are you talking about? They're doing it in a movie. So I didn't really like it the first time I saw it. Then. I watched it again, and the second time, I thought it was I was thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So for I think the first time I was just shocked at the outward, just kind of in your face of it. But then when I saw it the second time, I thought, okay, now I understand. Like I get it. Maybe I just needed to get that out of the way. Like it just needed to be in my face at first. Yeah, maybe you got to desensitized a little it. bit. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So then the second time I saw it, I appreciated it, and I thought, oh, it's pretty clever. It was the references were funny, and it you know. It, for some reason, I, I liked it the second time. So my husband and I set a date night. And we went to um, the IPIC Theater in Pasadena, which is the fancy movie theater that has like the reclining twenty five you know people in a theater, the big reclining seats, and they deliver food and drinks. Oh, that's to your living team, the you know. dream. By the way, if you go to IPIC in Pasadena and you want a really good cocktail, get the Bangkok Monkey. It's a frozen cocktail that's like um, banana, pineapple. No, no banana. Oh. Believe it or not, no banana. Pineapple, coconut, and some kind of rum. But it's also frozen, so it's like a smoothie. 
It's it's really awesome. Because yeah, you're allergic to bananas, right? Yes, I'm That's allergic to bananas. Okay. Which is why I was surprised the Bangkok yeah. Monkey had no banana in it when I read the ingredient right. list and the guy made it for me. So anyway, it was it was delicious. And what did I have what did I have for food? I think I had the chicken like salad wrap. Oh. Yeah, it was it was delicious. Anyway, it's it's so worth it to pay sixty bucks for tickets to go to a fancy movie theater where nobody bothers what you. A great it's, time we live in. What I a know. Great time. We're talking about just buying shows on demand, <laughs> it's like reclining first while watching having cocktails being brought to us. You could you <laughs> could literally make a middle class income and live an upper class yes. lifestyle now. Oh, it's so much fun. What are what are the rich doing though? I now? know. I, they might. I, they, they have to have gone full tilt. It has to have gone back to like Roman gladiator days where they're killing homeless people or something. Well, no, I think what they're doing is just they're building these theaters in their own homes. <laughs> And they're paying for the privilege to get the movie as soon as it's released. So they could screen it. In you know, you're theaters. not too far off because oh, uh, now I'm now I'm doing real estate. Right. And so right. I'm going around. I have a couple buyers. And so we went to view a house and it's just a house here in Burbank, which is not uh, luxurious and not we're not we're talking about the suburb area of Burbank. There's a area up in the hills where it gets a little ritzier and you could pay, you know, probably two, three million dollars for a house or something like that. But um the area that I'm in, this is for uh, a house that eventually sold for cash, $973,000. Oh, and the guy converted the garage into a theater yeah, room. See? He put a couple, like a little love seat, leather love seat and a projector and put surround sound in it and a little air conditioner That's unit. Nice. And it was. A little uh, popcorn machine in the corner. Oh, yes. <laughs> I went, when I was still doing uh, stand-up, we stayed with this rich guy. At H- I don't know how this happened, but we were staying with this rich guy in Houston who had a mansion on like a cattle ranch, right? And he had a full-blown theater room nice. with a popcorn machine in it. And That's we went awesome. there. And just, yeah, it was great. That's just life. He, had, he made us do stand-up, though, in it to pay for the rent well, see, for there us you to go. stay there that weekend. That's kind of cool, though. It was fun. That's cool. It was weird. Okay, so. <laughs> Sorry, back to Deadpool. So we're back to Deadpool. So we're sitting and we're getting all comfy and we're in the theaters. And then it, now the, the great thing about iPick is they only show, like, three previews before a movie. So your movie starts pretty much on time. On time, yeah. And one of the previews, before I get to Deadpool, one of the previews is for the Happy Time Murders. Have you seen it? I have not it? seen this yet. Okay, so it's it's <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, who's hilarious, by the way. But the whole premise of the movie is um, that, you know, what happens on Sesame Street after the kids leave, basically. And if you watch the Red Band trailer on on you want YouTube. me to pull it up yes all right you watch it you got you kind of have to watch it because it, there's no explaining it it's so what's called the fun time murders it's, like it's the happy time happy murders because they're getting sued right oh, now by sesame street yeah they're getting sued by sesame street and and you'll kind of understand why if you watch the trailer but if you don't like stuff that's gross don't watch the trailer official trailer yeah the Let's red see. band is it the red band trailer let's find out here because I think they give I'm going to make him watch it right now during the thing. They give us uh they give us that red thing right beforehand. Let's see. Yeah, it should say red band trailer. No, oh, Wonder Woman. Thing. Rapid trailer. Oh, red band, here it goes. Yeah. Buckle up everybody. I love singing and dancing. Hi, folks. To see all these puppets. What goes down when kids aren't around? 50 cents, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> well, it's a great price. It almost makes me wish I had a dick for you to suck. What? Oh, take that as a yes. 
your dead human friend, Phillips. Yeah. Oh, oh, good shit. Well, fuck me. Maybe. <laughs> Watch it. Is Phil in? He's servicing a client. Is oh that what God. I think it is? Here I go. 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 I don't think I I don't think I can even describe on the internet no. what just happened at the end. <laughs> just, you gotta watch it. But anyway, so we first the thing is we see that preview and we're just like cracking up and just like, oh my god, can you believe that? They're getting sued by Sesame Street. The producers of Sesame Street. I don't know because there's I, no well, reference thinking, to like Big Bird or any of the characters. I know that's right? the thing is that I don't think any of those puppets that you see, none no. of them appear on Sesame Street. No, and I think they're just because the reference of what happens on the street when the kids aren't around. Yeah, they're making it like a, so. There's a big lawsuit over it right now, but it looks pretty hilarious. So that's oh, the that's first awesome. thing. That's the so first. So that's thing before we saw. you even get into Deadpool two. Yeah. You get first to enjoy we even that. saw. Yeah, before we even get into Deadpool two, we saw that. So then. We're watching Deadpool 2, and I'm thinking, okay, I did end up liking the first one. I wonder if the first, the second one's going to be better than the first. And I got to tell you, it really was. I thought it was better than the first oh, yeah. Deadpool. It the way the the way they did this was really awesome. Ryan Reynolds really has surprised me as an actor and as a writer because he wrote the mm-hmm. movie and as a producer. Putting this all together, it it was funnier than the first one. I mean, even more funny than the first one. It was more violent <laughs> than the first one. It was hilariously which was part hilarious. of the humor. Yeah, which was hilariously. It was just so much fun to watch. Where there wasn't a moment in the movie where I thought, "I want this movie to be over." Like it's been too long or whatnot. It it seemed to go by super fast. It was just. I thought it was a great great movie. Now, part of the premise, I was a little pissed at in the beginning because even before the first, you know, if you, now there's a spoiler alert. Yeah, fast so, forward 30 seconds. Yeah, fast forward for 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. But before the credits of the movie even play, there's a big, long part of a mo- of the movie before the credits even start. 
And in that big, long part, they end up killing the girl, his girlfriend, <laughs> which to me was just like that. What the fuck moment. <laughs> and then there was, you know, because there was all these things on the Internet about whether or not that's a thing they do in super movies, in superhero movies is to kill the girlfriend to make right, to actually put wanna... a plot twist in it, you know. So I thought that was a great plot twist in the beginning. Well I thought it was very, 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 very well done. And then the even even the credits I thought were hilarious. Oh yeah, because the and so I don't know if if Ryan Reynolds has if he's always been this way and now we're just kind of seeing this part of him. I think the impression when uh, he was first cast as Wade Wilson in one of the X Men movies, mm-hmm. there was a lot of talk of like, oh, this is great because he's you know quick with the jokes, he's got a dry sense of humor, he would be perfect as Deadpool because Wade Wilson eventually becomes Deadpool, right? And they. So and then when they that's why at the end uh, when he oh well I can't really do that there's some moments after like during the credits or whatever where he's cleaning up things or whatever right uh, there's that moment in Logan where the quote unquote warrior X or something but it's supposed to be Wade as but Deadpool but he's like some kind of super soldier people went ape shit over that like, oh with the yeah because I didn't get that reference at yeah. first and my husband had to tell me what that was all about. There's there's supposed to be some kind of like playful rivalry between Wolverine and Deadpool in the comics, right. and, and it's hard to find. It's hard to for me because I'm kind of a comic bird, book nerd, but I don't really know the lore like inside and out. But I do know that part of it too is that Deadpool is the only comic book character that is aware that they're a superhero. I guess is a better way of putting it, mm-hmm. but knows that they're in a comic book right. and and will break the fourth wall and talk to you and and reference other things and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So p- people went nuts because Ryan Reynolds played this warrior X and had that fight with Wolverine at the uh, towards the end of one of the movies. And uh, everybody's like, what? The-? And then he gets killed. So then they're like, what? No Deadpool now. Right. Like, that's horrible. This guy would have been great for. And I guess for I want to say like five years, he went around with a script for Deadpool trying to sell it. Really? Try- yeah. Trying to get it made. It, and it took a while. And then finally it happened because nobody would buy the idea of a rated R superhero movie. They're right. like, you have to be PG-13 so people could bring their families. Right. Uh, unless they're horrible parents like me. Well, and that's what I was going to say is so is the other thing that happens in the end credits, and I, I don't want to give it away, but there's a scene where you sit, you see Ryan Reynolds sitting there and he's got the uh, he's got the script for Green Lantern. Yes. Which I remember seeing Green Lantern and just thinking it was a terrible movie. Like, I didn't like it at all. And so, uh, and so obviously Deadpool is more in his, you know, yes. in his window. And I don't know what the general consensus was of Green Lantern. It was panned. Then. It was so, like... Green Lantern, I think, is one of my favorite DC superheroes, and I think he's very underrated, like mm-hmm. underutilized, and especially now that we have a CG like world, like you, you have limitless possibilities. And it was just a, it was not a good movie. Right. I don't know if it was poor casting to put him in as the Green Lantern, but I was excited for the movie when it came out, and I didn't necessarily hate it either. But it just wasn't very it just was, good. It didn't live up to. It's not DC like, just doesn't seem to be able to make movies as good as Marvel, unfortunately. No, but except for Deadpool. No, that's not DC. Oh, it's a, it's a Marvel. That's, Marvel. that's right. See, yeah. I get I get them both confused. But uh, but I just loved it. I thought it was great. I did um, blink twice, however, when you said that you brought your kids. Yeah. Now, did they see the first one? Yeah. Okay. When you went to buy the tickets and you were up at the little booth. I didn't with, go to the booth. I bought it okay. on my phone. I'm not an animal. Say, but when you were walking into yes. the theater with your kids, did anybody look at you twice? No. Because your kids are how old now? Nine and six. Okay. And this was a rated R movie. This is a rated R movie. And they watched the first one. And it was funny because 
I watched it first and then watched it with them mm-hmm. because I didn't. I don't think I got a chance to go see it in the theater, so I waited till it came out and then I saw it, rented it or whatever. And then I go, well, I'll watch it with them because I have this weird thing with kids and my kids in movies. Not everybody, but I only get uptight about sex in right. movies, and it's because. The violence never bothers me because the idea of my sons picking up a sword and, and wanting to go ha- hack somebody up is so disconnected from their reality. I don't worry about that. Part. Well, and plus, if they're going if you're they're going into it already knowing it's a movie, it's right. fake, it's not real. Correct. This is, it, it's different. And but for but sex is real. Like the, right. the hopefully the likelihood of them having sex is 100 percent. And and so it's this weird thing. And so I just kind of decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be hung up about that either. Okay. And so I've opened the door for my nine-year-old to talk about it, but I don't, I don't make it up tight. Mm -hmm. The first thing that they ever saw that was like that was I watched Neighborhood Watch, the Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn movie where an alien lands and these guys are in Neighborhood Watch and they're trying to catch the alien. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fun movie. And in the middle of, I didn't pay attention to the rating. I don't even know if it's rated R, but in the middle of the movie, there's an orgy scene that they run through an orgy. <laughs> and I was just like, and Natalie kind of like, went like, oh shit, like that. And I just, I gave, gave her, like, don't just play it chill, play it super cool. Because when I was eight years old, my, or maybe I was closer to nine, my sister had her like 21st birthday party, right? Right. And my dad never let us have parties, but he's like, ah, she's 21. So he let all their friends come over, but, and he got some booze. <laughs> And the, but the thing was, nobody could leave. Like everybody got could right. get drunk, everybody but had to stay there. And I had gone to bed, I guess, or something. And then he put one of the porno movies on because people were coming in and out of the house. The keg was in the backyard and he wanted to see if anybody would stop or even notice that there was a porno on TV in the <laughs> living room. And so he was playing kind of host and he came back in and he sees me just sitting there watching a porno. And he's like, what you doing there, son? Because <laughs> he didn't want to be like, ah, like, and right. make, make a taboo, make I guess. Was this, I've talked to him about it since this was his tactic. So he just said, what are you doing? And I remember it was these chicks that looked like Vegas showgirls, but they were in the bag of a sh- back of a shag carpeted <laughs> 70s van. And the guy had the 70s mustache. Uh, and there's girls that are like massaging his back and uh, doing his nails. And then one girl's going down on him. Right. And I, that's the scene I remember. My dad goes. Well, what you watching? I said, I don't know, some movie. And he goes, what's it about? I go, I don't know. I think this guy is a king or something because all these <laughs> girls are taking care of him. But I don't I don't get it. Like, I don't you know, I don't see the point. And I don't remember like I remember the idea, but I don't remember actually seeing a penis going into her mouth. Right. right per right. se. Uh, and then and I that's all I remember of that moment. Uh-huh. I, and I'm I don't know. Maybe I have more sexual hangups than I'm aware of. I think I have a pretty normal, healthy sex life. Personally, I'm not a I'm not a freak. Maybe that's part of my hang up. You know what I mean? I don't I'm not into spanking. I'm not into uh, ass play. I don't I'm not into that. I'm just, a, I'm a just regu- normal stuff. Just normal stuff. And when it gets weird, I'm like, um, yeah, this is great. This is fun for everyone. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, so because of that, I was just like, I'm not going to freak out about it because there is that like montage of a sex scene. Right. And uh, but so we watched it with them and they didn't they didn't balk twice about it. Mm. They don't. They don't think twice about it. And so I was like, all right. And I, I've, I've not the six year old, but to the nine year old, I've said, Hey, do you have any questions about sex? And I said, you know, you can come to your mom or I, and he was like, yeah. And I said, yeah, I don't want you to ask your friends at school. He goes, I would never do that. They're stupid. No, he said they would run to the principal. And I was like, is that a rule? He goes, no, people are just really overprotective of their kids. And I know that sex is like a taboo subject for them. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I said, well, do you have any questions? He's like, no, no, not yet. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so that's why I wasn't, I wasn't really hung up about it. Although when my mother-in-law was staying with us, they wanted to watch Deadpool mm-hmm. and I made them turn it off. Like, and my wife was like, why? Like, she, I said, 
there's a montage sex scene and I don't <laughs> want to deal with your mother freaking out that our kids are like watching, watching a sex scene. Yeah. Because there's at one point, it, it doesn't get too graphic, but it, it, there's one point where she's like banging him from behind with a strap on and right. he's doing like funny faces and stuff like that. Right. And I don't know that they understand what's going on. I don't, maybe I'm being an irresponsible parent, but I've decided to subscribe to Jack Nicholson's philosophy that he thinks it is wildly weird that if you hack a tit off in a movie, you get a rated R uh, rating, but if you lick it, you get yeah. a rated X rating. No, I think that's a good. I and it sends a, a weird point. message, I think. So, I think, yeah, no. So, so we were in the we were in the movie theater. There were two people, probably in their thirties, and then another uh, older couple that was behind us. But they were definitely the only kids in the room, mm-hmm. and they were laughing hysterically, like they had the time <laughs> of their lives. But that's just maybe it's because it's my family. I don't know, but maybe. like we literally we watched an old an episode of Family Guy last night. We were getting caught up. And they, I, we haven't laughed at a show that hard as a family ever. But they love Family Guy. They love, there was a scene where it was Family Guy through the years, and there's a scene where they're wearing long 70s collars, and they go, be careful because our collars are really sharp. And it was just a scene of them accidentally lopping people's heads off as they walk <laughs> into a bar. My kids are, ah, like having a good old time. No, I think your kids are really well adjusted. That's yeah. why I was just wondering if you ever get crap from anybody else. Not yet. You know? And I do a podcast about a parenting, and I've talked right. about how I sh- the only time I get crap is from like psychologists or like any expert. Like mm-hmm. if I tell that story, they always say that my kids are unable to process it mm-hmm. and that therefore they probably just kind of their brain protects them by tuning it out. Well, but isn't that OK? Then? Yeah, then exactly. it's not affecting them. Yeah, that's that's the way I see it. But right. I don't have a degree in child psychology or any of that. Eh, stuff. Most of those people are quacks anyway. I, yeah, I, I, it's hard. It's hard because there's a part of me that's like I want to do it right. But so I just go with my gut. I go with my I think gut. that's the only way you can parent. Yes. And I figure yeah. as long as I'm not making it taboo, like, a, you know what I mean? I feel like the more... The more you make it taboo, the more attractive it exactly. becomes to them. That's the way and I so the it. more you can normalize it and, yeah. just, and, and just say, that, hey, some people like that. Some people, it's you a know, movie. that's just... It's, it's been a movie and it doesn't reflect It's greatly life. improved the entertainment in my house. Like, well, yeah, we can watch I, great shows with the kids. <laughs> and here's... I got to be honest, my older son especially... He much prefers like an Oscar nominated movie than to just some trashy That's like good. made for family. Oh. Not that there are good, great made for family movies. Like we really like Coco and all of those, mm-hmm. but he he can watch like a really intense movie that uh, has a serious story and really enjoy it That's and appreciate good. it. Well, so. I think that's good. Well, listen, when we so I really like Deadpool two. I thought it was great. I, I'm I'm excited to see more from him because I'm I I don't think I appreciated Ryan Reynolds until these movies and now i really appreciate his ability to be able to write with humor and and these references that that are just there that you just you automatically get because you're of a certain age you know there are just references to you know years ago or songs the soundtrack is incredible like they in fact they they use uh, at the very beginning in one yeah. of the first fight scenes he uses the Dolly Parton the 9 to 5, nine to five which I thought was hilarious <laughs> it was such a great uh, it it has so it, it's just so great in as far as soundtrack the first one was like that too this has a great, great soundtrack. So anyway, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And I, I think it's great that you took your kids. So when we come back, we're going to talk about Justin wanted to talk about things that you're supposed to hate, but that you really like. Yeah. So we're going to get into that because I'm curious to I, find out. I hope out. you find enjoyment out of it. We'll yeah. see after these messages. When I was younger, just compared to kid, my mama noticed funny things I did. Like shooting puppies with a BB gun. Oh. I'd poison guppies when I was done. I'd find a pussycat bash its head. That's when my mama 
great scene too in that uh, little shop of horrors uh so here's here's what i did i went to the dentist and i realized that she said i asked my hygienist this i go she goes or she goes you okay like she keeps asking i said yeah do i seem stressed and she's like no i just like to check in with people or whatever and i said honestly the hardest part for me is making sure i stay awake which I think is not. You could fall asleep I, at the dentist. I have fallen asleep while, with your she, mouth wide open yeah. while they're working on your teeth. She said. Uh, she goes. Some people do it. It's very, very few. Mm-hmm. She said. And uh, she goes. And what happens though is she goes. I had one guy. Like she said, I had to keep waking him up because he it, closing his mouth. It, no, involuntarily, he was like almost biting her. Oh, uh, you know, kind of a thing. And so I realized that there is something. And I'm sorry for anybody who has an affinity to this. But I realized there's something about the scraping of my teeth, like, and knowing that they are going to be clean, even when it hurts, like when they get in around the gum and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It makes, I walk out of there almost as cathartic as therapy. Like, it's just, I feel great. Like a stress relief. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm like, oh, that was good. So, most people don't like the dentist. No. I actually found some uh, statistics. And- <laughs> I was one of those people for a very long time and still until I started going to Cunning Dental, mm-hmm. I hated going to the dentist because I had, you know, um, always had great teeth. But when I was born, I was missing the eye teeth, mm-hmm. you know, like the third tooth over or what it is on both sides. It's a hereditary thing in my family. I had it had it as a baby tooth. But when my adult teeth came in, I never nothing had came it. In after. Yeah, nothing came in after. So I, I needed a bridge, you know, to, to create one. And. My very first experiences as a as a kid when I was growing up in New York and Long Island was terrible with the dentist because it was painful and I needed braces to move stuff around. And then the bridges they put in were really uncomfortable and didn't they didn't like the way they looked. So it wasn't until I moved to California and I ended up going to Cunning Dental, who I was so terrified of the dentist that they offered sleep dentistry. And so when I needed br- my bridges replaced, I t- I was terrified. Like, I just didn't want to do it. And they were like, oh, we have a sleep dentistry. So we put you to sleep, and then you just wake up. Everything's done. Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I, I, I did that the first time, and then I, I really enjoyed the experience. There was no pain. Everything was done. And so I've been going to Cunning Dental now for almost 17 years now. They're, they're my regular dentist. So now I I don't have a fear of them in it. Now I don't go I don't get put to sleep every time I go. I was going to say every time you go to get a cleaning. No, I don't have I don't have to be put to sleep. But for some reason that one experience made all the difference in the world to me. And now I was not afraid to go to the dentist anymore. So I've had my wisdom teeth out. You know that of course you get put to sleep for. Yeah. Um. But I had you know I had the cosmetic work done on my teeth when I had my veneers you know put on and my bridge replaced and everything. And but for most of that, I wasn't asleep. There was one part of it where they were doing a lot of teeth in a day where they're just kind of getting everything done. And, yes, I was asleep for that. But for my, I go every three months. 
I go every three months for a cleaning. I go every three months, you know, every six months for a checkup. And it doesn't bother me to go to the dentist anymore. As because of the experience that I had with that. I wonder if it's because, see, I never, I have my wisdom teeth. Mm -hmm. I never had a cavity. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing I've ever had to do was like a deep cleaning. I've you never, never had, had to do like a root canal? Nope. Okay, so the way this all happened was I was 12 and I still had like three or four baby teeth, I think. Mm -hmm. And my dad took me to the dentist and they said, oh, uh, you know, he's got some, my, the top part of my jaw is a little narrow and then they wanted to break my jaw to bring my chin out because it sticks in past mm -hmm. my lip a little bit. Like, and so they wanted me to put headgear on and my dad's biggest thing was he, they were wanting him to pay all this money and I didn't have all my baby teeth. So I was going to put braces in right. and I was going to straighten. He goes, but then their teeth could fall out and it could kind of reset the whole process. So he's like, no. And then just forgot about it. So from the time I was 12, I didn't go to the dentist. Mm -hmm. Until I was 27. Oh, wow. And you never, and when you went back to the dentist at 27, you didn't have a cavity. No. You didn't have a, so you have one, you have really good teeth. Yes. And you have a really good hereditary, so you don't get, you know, um, I mean, I, when I was a kid, I had a couple cavities. I never had a lot of cavities. And so that the, the thought of drilling into a tooth back then when they used to have to yeah. use the silver fillings and stuff maddening to hear and scary to hear worse to smell oh. because you get that smell of, you know, them drilling into your teeth. So I think all of that plays into a fear of the dentist. Now you didn't have any of those experiences. No. So, that's so that must be part, part of, it. of it. Why you don't mind going. Um, and so, but 60% of people are afraid of the dentist. Five mm -hmm. to 10% suffer from a diagnosed phobia, yeah. which I would, I imagine that five to 10 means that they would prefer to be asleep yes. when they have to go to the dentist. The other thing that I thought was interesting that I found is that Sophia Vergara had two semesters left of dental school to be a dentist. No. And she became an actress. And she instead? became an actress and she is very obsessed with getting her teeth clean. Uh, both her and her son have their teeth cleaned every three months. You want her to be your dentist. I do. Oh my God. Because yeah. the reason why my husband likes to go to a dentist, my husband likes to go to a female dentist only because he has the, the you know, thought of, well, she's going to be leaning over me. Your boobs are going to be in my face. So I haven't had that. <laughs> I haven't had that. But I wonder, here's the thing. I have, I, this is where I lose my man card in a lot of ways mm -hmm. is that if uh, Sophia Vergara's uh, chesticles were resting on my shoulder, mm -hmm. I would be so distracted. <laughs> Ironically, I would not fall asleep. I imagine I would be. So, I would probably start sweating. I would be so uncomfortable. Not because not from arousal. No, but just because. But just because yeah. of discomfort. Like, am I, am I accidentally putting out a vibe of that? Like, I get really embarrassed about that. Stuff. I did not know. That's a very interesting little factoid about her that I had no clue. I did not yeah. know that. Every three months, she goes uh, regardless. Yeah, and could be a dentist. I thought that That's was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I go every three, three or four months. For cleaning. Do you have like a, do you have a guilty pleasure or what? I don't know if that's the correct term, but like mm -hmm. a thing that most people hate, but that you love, like even if it's a, I don't know, a vegetable or <laughs> I'm just trying to think of, trying to think of things that other things, I can't think of other things that people hate that I love. No, that's what I was going to. I have something that, but it's very similar to the tea thing that has recently kicked in in my manliness where I have a strong desire to purchase a power washer. That came upon me two days ago. I have a power washer. You want to borrow it first uh, to see if you yeah. like it? Yeah. It's an old style power washer. I don't know what that means, but I just, I don't, there's a part, we'll see it when we leave the studio here. There's a part on the eaves of my porch uh -huh. that it, soot has collected and I could probably get it 
with a, just a regular hose. Or like a, ho- a hose that has like a brush attachment. Yeah. Now, a power wash would be much better. But that's right. And then it's I was like, easier. I wonder if I could power, and then I could kind of power you have wash to be a car. Really, you have to be really, yeah, you can power wash a car. I've got to power be really wash experience. Careful. My dad used to have a contracting business, so we would uh, power wash people's decks to pull mm-hmm. the seal off and any uh, paint or anything like that so we could restain it. Or we would go and power wash their backyard on yeah. the concrete. And that was my job. And so I know you can't leave in one spot or you could eat it. Well, I remember like, you know, one of uh, my friends was trying to use a power washer on the side of their house and like all the paint came off. Yeah. It was so strong. Like you got to dial it down a little bit. Or just not get so close. That's the other way. I can tell you one thing I do like that most other people hate and, and it's traffic. Really? Okay. Then that sounds really, really weird. I know that sounds really stupid. And I think it's because for 20 Four years, I haven't had to deal with traffic. So I haven't had to deal with um, traffic going to work or coming home. And even in the times that I've had to deal with it over the last few years, it's been because of an accident or just something. But now I really don't mind staying in traffic. And here's what I figured out. And this is this is weird is now that I'm working a more semi-normal shift, I'm still not hitting any traffic on the way into work because I leave by 20 after 6 at the latest. So it still takes me about 20 minutes to get into work. There's mm-hmm. just more people on the road. Okay. And, and I, I'm, I'm interested in watching how idiotic people are when they're driving. <laughs> because when I drive, that's all I do is drive. Like I don't – I might have the radio on, but I'm not like listening so intensely. I might have music on in the background, but I'm not looking at my phone. I purposely put my phone either at the bottom of my purse or sometimes I'll have it on the, the stand just because I have ways on. Um, but I'm not really paying attention to it. So when I drive, I drive like I'm not, I'm, I'm I like very that, responsible. I like that, that that's a statement now, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, because it's, it, it, it you're should driving be like a no 3,500 pound machine. Yeah. You, the, the only thing you should be doing is paying attention to driving. So you like this traffic gives you just some time to sit. And- I think, I think what it is, is I, I like to people watch. Oh. And so I think this is what's attractive to me. So on the way home now, if if I che- what I do before I get in the car is I put my ways on, and wh- if I know from ways it's going to take me forty five minutes to get home, I'm not mad about it. Like if I got in the car and just went home expecting to get home in twenty minutes, and then all of a sudden I'm in traffic and I don't know why, mm. then I get pissed. But if I know ahead of time before I'm venturing into it, okay, it's going to take me forty five minutes to get home, so just chill. Yeah. So I don't get mad, right? You prepare yourself. I prepare myself. And then what I do, what I enjoy doing, is just seeing how other people around me react to traffic, which usually involves, if you've ever seen the opening part of Office Space, <laughs> yeah. where they're in traffic yeah. and they're, like, pounding, you know, the steering wheel or they're getting into that lane. Like, it's it's hilarious to me to to be to watch other people. So I don't mind being in traffic, so long as it's not, like, five-hour traffic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so that's that's a weird part because I've told people this and they're like, that's weird. I'm like, well, it's because I haven't had to deal with it for 24 years. Maybe I kind of like the experience now. And it makes me appreciate those days where I think it was when was it? It was last weekend. My husband and I went up to Santa Clarita and we left in the late afternoon. So it was like five o'clock fully expecting the week. No, it was on the weekend. Oh, weekend. Sorry. Oh, no, it was on a it was on a Friday. Okay, Friday night fully expecting to hit traffic and didn't hit any traffic. But there was a lot of people on the road, but it was smooth all the way up. It was smooth all the way home. And I always think to myself, God, if California could be like this all the time, if this was like the way traffic was all the time, 
everybody would be so happy living in California, but most of the time it's not like that. No. But yeah, that's I don't one mind, thing I like that people hate. I don't mind traffic either. I've, I've never thought of, here's the thing. It drives me nuts. Traffic doesn't bother me as much as uh, just person who is in my way, if that makes sense. Yes, I, I would if, agree. If, if, the tra- if the freeway's loaded or even a, a street is loaded with people and everybody's trying to go somewhere, yes, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. But if it's a uh, you know, guy who's driving in the fast lane but doing 55 <laughs> yeah, and then guy me. who is like-minded doing 55 to the immediate lane to his right <laughs> where there's no way I could get around them and I've got somewhere I, I got to be, that makes me you yes. know want to bang on my steering wheel yeah. and I curse at those people. Yeah. But sitting in traffic, I, I've, I used to have an hour and a half commute in high school to my – I used to be a Star Trek character at a theme park and it was an hour and a half drive from my house to the theme park because wow. it was out in the Bay Area. And sometimes it'd be a two-hour drive because of traffic. Yikes. And it never bothered me. Not hmm. not once. I was I was like, eh, whatever. You know, accidents happen. I just sit there. But my wife, it bothers. She 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 starts yelling at people to get the <laughs> F out of her way. I don't know why. But. Yeah, I like to people watch. So I think that's why it doesn't bother me. Where's where's your favorite place to people watch? Where do, do you go? Because like, I wonder if it's also, is this part of your love of Vegas? Is there a lot of people watching uh, yes, in Vegas? I love, I love to people watch in Vegas. I love to watch people... While I'm sitting at a machine, usually the people who are lined up for the clubs, you know, because oh, usually there's yes, just a, the there's one place the- there's one place in the Win, um, the Encore Hotel, where there's a, there's two clubs, and on Friday and Saturday night they're packed, and there's just lines, you know, snaking through the casino, um, for waiting for people to get in, and so I love to people watch that because it's hilarious to me. So Vegas is a great place. My husband and I also generally just like to people watch wherever we go. So if we go to restaurants or we go to the mall or something and we're just kind of hanging out and we just notice people and we just start kind of making is conversations. It, for me, not for the reason you would think, but for me, it's always the the people that are snazzed up to go to a club because I was never that person mm-hmm. in my 20s. Yes, and so part of and it's like, like it. It, there's a part of me that's <laughs> like I look at a chick who's unbelievably scantily clad and I'm like, Wow. And like, she's hanging on the arm of a guy who's 55. Yes. Yes. I Didn't I ever tell you? Okay. This is, <laughs> I, I wrote about this once on Facebook and somebody was like, pictures or didn't happen. I'm like, I'm not going to take a picture of this. But I was sitting at a, I was sitting at a, um, a machine at the Encore in Vegas and there were a bunch of people standing in line. It was like two, one o'clock in the morning, one thirty in the morning. And as people were going up to get in line, there was like three or four gay guys that came by my machine. And I happened to be doing really well on the machine. And before they were getting in line, they were kind of drunk. They were like, oh, my God, look at how good you're doing. And they just kind of were every time I would hit something, they'd be like cheering. That's and awesome. like it was it was just kind of fun. So we were sitting there. So those guys leave. And then um, I'm sitting there looking at this group of girls who had to be early 20s, heavily made up or like they had to be 21 to get in the the, yeah. the club. So they were, you know, early to mid twenties, heavily made up, incredibly short skirts, like incredibly short skirts and super high heels. They were hanging on the arms of these guys that were, had to be 55, 60 years old. Like it was, e- it was easily. And you could tell, I mean, the guys were just kind of, you know, promising them, you know, bottle service when they got in the club and all this stuff. And there was one girl who was incredibly drunk, and her already short skirt was up even higher. And you could tell she was not wearing any underwear because yeah. girl had meat curtains. Yes. Now, when your vaginal lips yeah. 
um, kind of come below your skirt, you've got an issue there. And maybe you should ask one of these nice gentlemen if they'll pay for some vaginal or just not go commando. Surgery. I think you could, you could live commando. through life with uh, with the. Uh, I don't understand that mentality. I don't get it. I don't understand why it's okay for you to walk around without underwear with yeah. a very short skirt like that. I don't get it. I think that's where they came up with loose lips sink ships. Exactly. And so I remember just seeing it and going, "Wow, wow!" Like because I was sitting a good twenty five feet away from and you her, could still tell? and I could still tell that I was like. That those are oh that's oh yeah that's her that's her junk right there, that's her junk. Wow. And yeah, it was uh, it was and and what bothered me more of not about the fact that she was already standing there, it was what was bothering me is that none of her friends that were laughing at her, or none of these gentlemen that were looking at it. Nobody had the decency to tell the girl to pull her skirt down or to maybe perhaps pull it down for her. Yeah. They just enjoyed the fact that she was sitting there the drunk friends, off her ass. That's on the friends. I feel like if yes, I'm the absolutely. guy that's with it, I can't. That's horrible. Because here's the thing. If I'm guy who's in my 50s going after a 20, I'm not also not a lot of integrity flying exactly. around in that head of mine. But her girlfriend should have been there for her. Yeah. And they weren't, and I was I, I was really. I always upset say about this kind of stuff, but I wonder if I will be that into a twenty-two-year-old woman. I, in my I, I don't hope think so. My, I, my, I asked my husband the same thing too, and he and he goes, "No, no." Yeah. He goes, "I don't understand." He goes, "I don't understand that mentality." He goes, uh, "You know, between my husband and I, there's five years between us, and even that sometimes is a weird gap." Because he has certain references that I don't get, yeah. and I have references that he doesn't get. And so I, for me, it's like five years, six years is probably the max. But it's got to be purely sexual, I think, at that point. I, and here's I, my you theory. You think so. I think it has more. A lot of people think it's because guys are only into that. Here, here's my new theory that I'm uh, just now. This is new, so don't give it it's a lot new. of. Yeah, don't give it a lot of credibility. But I think it's that 55-year-old guy. Because there is a part of it where it's like if even 39-year-old Justin could have his sexual awareness uh-huh. at 19, ve- like very different experience. Right. I feel like. I feel like that's that's and that's what it's about. Maybe. And that. But so the problem is, is that you got when you're in your 50s and you know what you're doing if you do. But I just there's a part of me, too, that feels like if you're in your 50s. You're not a very giving lover, if that makes sense. If you're going after a you're, 22-year-old Yeah, chick. you're only after kind of getting that's the only That's the closest it's come to appealing to me. Yeah. That's is where if I could if I could blow a chick's mind mm-hmm. because she's 22 and, and, and hasn't and been around the block. And you have all this block, experience. Right. That's and different. I know I, I now have read multiple books on pleasing a woman, right? <laughs> like so at that point in my life, right? <laughs> that is not the case with these men. I don't think so. No. I don't. And what 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 floors me too is that these men are willing to spend an exorbitant amount of money to just get off. Yeah. And they're willing to give these young women exorbitant amount of money to, for whatever. It's, I don't understand that at all. Like you work hard for that money. Like I'm sure you, you know, if you're successful at that age, you probably have worked very, very hard. The reason why you're not married is because you probably worked very, very hard <laughs> and you didn't have time for anybody. <laughs> So now you're going to waste all and it's your Maybe money. It's Do whatever efficiency. you want, Maybe, but yeah. I don't, I, I don't get it. Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, that's our show. Uh, where, where can they find you, Miss Michelle? Oh, they can find me on Instagram at PGK the Chi. Get those letters. But I was going to say it. 
I'm going to yeah. write it down because I PGK messed it up. PGK the Chi or on Twitter at Prod Michelle. You can find me at iPodcast uh, Justin. I also have uh, other podcasts if you want to check out. If you're a video game fan, you can check out Gamerland. Or if uh, you like hearing me bitch about being a dad, you can go to thedadpodcast.com as well. Um, I think that I think that's it. I think we yeah, crushed it, right? We crushed it. All right. See y'all next week. Have a good one.